Hello again, Woodchatters, and welcome to another episode. I'm Georgia, and today we're focusing on a recent Forest and Wood Products Australia supported project that's using state of the art technology to empower forest growers to easily and affordably assess wood quality across their resource. These assessments allow growers to make more informed decisions about the location and silviculture practices that will best serve the quality of their trees going forward. Advantages of that include boosted productivity, competitiveness and profitability. And not only is this good news for growers, but it all adds up to better value for processors too. Sam had a chat with Dr. Jeff Downs of Forest Quality, who led the research to find out more. Hi, Jeff, and thanks for taking the time to chat today. This all sounds like an incredibly interesting research project. Would you be able to give our listeners a bit of an overview as to what the project's all about? Okay, so the project is about, um, I guess, empowering forest growers and processors to be able to determine, measure, assess the wood quality variability in their resource uh, without having to um, rely on, on other applications or other services to do that. What we've been doing is we've been working with the IML Resi technology, trying to show that that technology can give you really good quantitative assessments of basic density and predictions of MOE or stiffness of timber. So for any listeners not familiar with the abbreviation MOE is modulus of elasticity or stiffness. Jeff also mentioned IML Resi technology. This allows you to drive a small three millimeter drill through a tree and measure the resistance to turning. It can drill through a 200 to 300 diameter tree in something like 15 to 20 seconds. And in doing so, it generates data points to help determine the tree's properties. So from that, you get a, a, a trace from bark to bark of the, of, of the wood variability within that tree. And that trace is then recorded, can be downloaded and then processed to, to predict density or, or to measure, assess density and predict MOE. And so what does that knowledge allow a forest grower, for instance, to do? So what's the value of having that sort of information at their fingertips? Well, if we go back, I guess, a step and say, um, typically forest growers in Australia uh, are not vertically integrated uh, companies. So people grow the trees, they sell them to processes, and the processes process them and sell the product. The growers have been growing trees and, and effectively they have been selling on the basis of volume. How much wood can they produce? And so the commercial incentive there is to grow the trees as quickly as you can. And one of the consequences of that is there is a tendency then to get to a commercially useful uh, volume at a younger age, which means predominantly that your wood density, wood stiffness on average tends to, to decrease because you're harvesting at a young, you've got the potential to harvest at a younger age. A processor like a sawmill, it's processing the trees into boards and it's selling its product on the basis of volume and quality. So you go down to the Bunnings hardware store and you buy boards at MGP10 or MGP12 or whatever, 
each of those uh, stress grades have have a different value structure. So while they they will be wanting to sell as many boards as they can, they also want to get as many boards above um, a certain stiffness level. One of the, the disjuncts in that chain is to be able to measure the wood quality in the forest. And that's the key um, that's slowly emerging now with this resi technology. There is a greater incentive now to understand what that wood quality is and how that can then be related to the product. And increasingly, we're seeing wood quality specs um, being entered into the contract for log supply agreements between growers and processors. And so how does knowing the quality of the standing trees benefit those agreements? Well, we know that um, different sites and different silvicultures will produce, uh, on average, different levels of, of wood stiffness. So if you've got a forest that's um, growing on a particular site uh, where the growth is really fast and you can, you can harvest it at a younger age and maybe because it's growing so fast the density is, is lower, the stiffness is going to be lower. So if you can start then identifying what sites are going to give you lower stiffness and which sites are going to give you better stiffness, the, the, the integration of the industry can be such that the growers can get a premium for producing better quality timber that they can sell for a higher price that is also of commercial advantage to the processor. So is it about identifying the different environmental factors that will impact the quality of the tree? Or is it about identifying good quality trees that can be harvested earlier in their life? Uh, well, it's about, it's about both. It's about, first of all, measuring what's there and the industry having confidence that the measures that they're getting from a standing tree do inform the sort of properties of the boards and, and the timber that you're going to get out of the logs. So as the growers are taking up this technology and you know most of the softwood growers in Australia have actually um, embraced the resi technology and, and are learning, I guess, developing protocols themselves how to apply that in their business. As they do that, they are able to get a better understanding themselves of their resource variability. And then once, once we get to that level of, of confidence, you start to get to the situation where you can start exploring ways to improve the quality value of the log you know, without, without affecting volume too much. So the resi technology can then give people an indication of um, what silviculture is best to improve the volume growth but also uh, not sacrifice too much in terms of the quality. Interestingly, Jeff told us IML Resi has not been used in commercial forestry before. This project is the first attempt to rigorously quantify the data collected and demonstrate its usefulness and cost-effectiveness. And the results so far have been promising, with industry enthusiastically embracing the technology. This project has 12 industry partners. Eight of those have purchased the resi instruments. Some of them have purchased two of them. They are actively now going out, assessing their resource, building protocols around its use, talking to processes. So there's more communication going on between the growers and the processes to help understand how the standing tree properties relate to the products coming out of the sawmill. So would it be fair to say in summary then that this project has been testing the resi technology's effectiveness to be used for this purpose. 
Yes, and building the software, uh, the web-based platform for the, for the growers to be able, and or the users to be able to process the data that it generates, and then testing and validating that software platform against standing tree studies and against uh, a sawmill study. Was that developed specifically as part of this project? Yes, that platform has been developed by me. Its development precedes this project. This particular project has allowed that platform to be developed to include the prediction of MOE. So what we've been doing in this is building a a web-based platform where people can upload the trace that they've collected in less than, you know, less than 60 seconds. They can upload it to the web, process it in a fairly simple and rigorous way and summarize to an average tree and then to an average site level uh, quickly and cost-effectively so they don't have to spend a lot of time getting the information out. What might be a scenario whereby the interpretation of that data comes into play to benefit the forest grower? Okay, well, I can give you an example of of something that's uh, in in process right now between one of the or two of the members of the project that we're running. They are using the resi to assess their their resource and identifying parts of the resource which has high or low or, or moderate stiffness. And then they are working with a particular sawmill so that they are taking batches of maybe 3,000 cubic metres of log from those compartments which they have used uh, the resi uh, to get some idea of its density, uh, its stiffness, and uh, eventually the proportion of MGP-10 or better boards that they might expect to get from that resource. And the sawmill will collect uh, the data on the number of boards that have been produced and the MGP-10 or the MGP rating of each board and basic density and, and relating the two. So independent of this project and as an outcome of this project, Uh, We've got a grower and a processor that are starting to do resource assessments on their own to validate to their own commercial levels of of need uh, the relationship between what the grower can measure in a standing tree and what the processor can expect to get out of the logs that are taken from that particular site. So it gives an indication as to the value of that log. Is that fair to say? The value of the log, but more particularly the value of the site. So... If, if you go into a, a particular site and you measure 30 trees that are all sort of growing next to each other, the variation yeah. between those trees is huge. The other application of this technology is in breeding. So over time, you might expect breeding to help try and uh, reduce that variance and um, increase the, the, the quality of the timber as well as the other properties of the tree. Okay, so it gives whoever is purchasing those logs an idea of what to expect. Yes, we have an opportunity here to, I think, make a bit of a step change in the way the, the communication between growers and processors operates so that there is some clearer information and price incentives. So if we can get a price incentive that the growers are actually being paid to improve quality as and not just volume, then I think that works uh, to the benefit of, of the whole value chain. And in a practical sense then, what has the process of rolling out this project looked like? 
We're just about to have our final uh, meeting. The project report has been finalised. The outcomes of this project are already rolling out or being rolled out or have been rolled out. So, for example, we've got Tree Breeding Australia. They've got two resi instruments. They're using um, the web platforms that we've developed. They've sampled over 50,000 trees in the last 12 months. So it's already happening. I'm actually quite amazed at the, the degree of, of, and the rate at which this has been taken up. It was great to chat to Jeff about his incredibly impressive work, and we'll be hearing more from him in a moment. But we were also keen to hear from one of the project's industry partners, Georgia called Dr. Dominic Kane, geneticist at HQ Plantations, to find out more about his involvement. Hi, Dominic. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. How did you come to be involved with this research? Initially, I became really interested in using the resi for genetic improvement, and that's something that we may still do. The main uh, driving factor for this is, um, is our customers, is giving them a heads up on of what the wood quality is going to be like. And what has been your involvement with this project so far? I've been involved in the uh, a, a genetic study of uh, trees that were 10 years old and uh, we, we felled the trees and then we also measured resi and uh, standing tree acoustic tool, SD300, on those trees. And we looked at how good those, those two different standing tree assessment tools were for predicting uh, log MOE. In that case, the, the SD300 seems to be the better tool for the younger trees, but we have also done some work on, on older trees. And in the older trees, the SD300 uh, is, is not as good for predicting uh, MOE, whereas the resi tool is quite a bit better. And so this is really exciting because we've got finally a tool that we can go through a forest quickly and uh, and get an estimate of the MOE. And also the, the processing features that Jeff has built in to the website, how, how well the auto-processing uh, component of it works to the point that we can upload traces now and get good estimates of MOE without any manual intervention. How has or will this technology be of benefit to your day-to-day operations? If we're able to do resi assessments uh, at mid-rotation, we could potentially change the silviculture that we use on a, on a particular stand depending on the results that come back from the mid-rotation resi. So, for example, we might it might be possible to thin it differently or we may assign it to a different customer and therefore it goes into a different um, silvicultural management strategy. None of these things are being implemented at this time, but I guess what the resi is doing is opening up these possibilities that we could come in at mid-rotation and tailor the silviculture to a particular stand. So presumably that would enable you to change your practices to produce timber for a particular purpose? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's it's all about uh, getting the customers, get, getting them more information about the wood um, that they're receiving, so that we can uh, make sure that the the targeting of of wood is is, is going to the, the the best possible places, so that our customers can meet their customers' requirements. And so, would you say that this is enhancing, say, communication between yourself and your customers? Very much so. Yeah. 
And there's certainly a lot of interest from customers in um, the results. How do you foresee the technology being of benefit to the forestry industry sort of more generally? I think it's about improving the uh, the information that's there on wood quality. Um, if processors know what wood quality is there, they can better match their customers' requirements. This is really the first time that we've been able to collect on a forest scale this sort of wood quality information. With a resi, an experienced operator, unencumbered in clear terrain, can assess around 500 trees per day. So this is a really big jump relative to what we've been able to do in the past. And the other key factor here is that there's no processing required after that. Uh, there's, a, there's an automatic processing step. It's done on a website, but there's no, there's no laboratory work that then has to be done on a wood sample. Certainly on a, on a per tree basis, it's uh, an order of magnitude cheaper than any previous technologies that have been useful for assessing mature trees. Dominic Kane there of HQ Plantations, talking to Georgia about his involvement with this project. And now a bit more from Jeff. As a real collaboration, uh, a lot of it's based on you know relationship and trust. You can sample a tree within 60 seconds for, some, for a couple of dollars a tree, and they can do it all in-house. So my role is really to support and empower them to do the work themselves. Is it fair to say you're giving industry partners this technology and then providing guidance on how to use it and then helping them to collate the data that's being collected. Yes, up until the last point of collating the results, really we're moving to the point where they would do their own collating. So if they collect a whole lot of data and they don't have the in-house capability for a particular type of analysis, then people like me can probably step in and help um, with that analysis. But primarily at this stage, we're just trying to supply them with the tools that they can they can use to, to get the data that they need. And, and one of those tools is eCambium, which we haven't talked about yet. Yes, I was going to ask about eCambium and um, whether you could maybe just explain for me what exactly that is. Okay, so eCambium is a tool that we're developing. So whereas the IML resistograph is something that we are operationalizing, eCambium is still a tool that's being developed. So this is the result of probably 15 years of research and development by myself and a colleague, particularly the colleague David Drew at uh, the University of Stellenbosch. So what this is, this is a, a, a hybrid process-based type model, which now is running on a web platform where all the user has to do is upload the regime information when a plantation was planted, harvested when it was thinned or any silver culture, and its latitude and longitude. And the software will go away and collect the weather data on a monthly basis from the publicly available silo database. It will then go and get the soils data for that particular location from the publicly available ASRIS database. And predict the growth and the wood property development of those trees on a monthly time step to give you a prediction of what you might expect the wood properties and the volume of those trees to be on that site, combining that with a fairly simple sawmill simulation as well. So 
what that is is an attempt to, uh, I guess, do a wood quality assessment of a resource without having to leave your office. It also is a platform that allows you to play what-if games. So you can upload the same site but give it different civil cultures, different timings of thinning, different lengths of rotation, and see what you might expect to happen on that site if you delayed thinning, brought thinning earlier, um, delayed harvest, and ultimately we will take that through to the point where you can get some sort of value around the wood that you would expect to be producing from that site. Okay, and how does the eCambium work then alongside the resi? technology? There are similarities in the way the platform's designed, but what we were envisaging, for example, a, a company that has a resource, it's spread over a fairly wide geographical region, they might run scenarios for that resource and get some idea of the um, resource variability. Then they could actually go and use the resi to validate that. So if they look at sites that Ecambium might show a particularly high quality or particularly low quality, then they might send people out into the field to test. And by iteratively working through these technologies, we hope that they would become a useful means of getting an even more cost-effective approach to resource evaluation. So now I'm going to ask you what you foresee as being the main benefits to the forestry industry associated with the use of this technology going forward. Going forward, um, there's a lot of feedback from my industry partners at the moment wanting to run a follow-up project. So most of our work today has been on mature age, close to harvest stands. And so there's there's great interest in sort of doing a lot more work to, to look at mid-rotation stuff, particularly to look at the effect of silviculture on how these wood properties vary as well. And so then inform silviculture that you can do now to get the best value product at harvest. It's such a great initiative being able to measure wood quality in standing trees cost effectively and with minimal effort clearly has all kinds of advantages. And that just about brings another episode of Wood Chat to a close. Hey, we hope you found today's edition as insightful as we have and that you'll join us again soon for more on the wonderful world of wood. 